The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Life as a Life Schooler. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and my co host Christy Deason will not be joining us today. But we are excited and happy to have with us Ray Perry. Welcome, Ray. Hey, Danielle. It's great seeing you today, being with you today. Great to have you. Well, I'm going to start with your bio and just let our listeners know who you are. Ray Perry has educated seven children since 1987. As a stay-at-home mom, her main goal in life is to encourage women to become the best homemakers they can be. She believes that includes helping their children discover their gifts and find their calling in life as early as possible. The family should also support the children until they enter their own personal journey on the road to financial security. Yet how can we do that when we haven't even been educated or trained? We find ourselves learning as we are doing it with them. Sometimes we feel like the burden is too heavy. That's why Ray created a community called Educating for Success so those on this journey can encourage each other and share secrets along the way. So, again, welcome, Ray. I'm really excited to have you today. Great. I'm excited to be here. Well, we talked um, to Dr. Mary Hood on our last episode. She actually had some really good things to say about you, Ray. I know that that you know Mary. (laughs) Um, But we were talking a bit about the early days of homeschooling. And I thought it would be interesting to ask you about your perspective of those early days and how have you seen homeschooling in particular change over the years since you started? Wow, that's, that is a great uh, topic of conversation because, um, you know, those people who are getting into to, to homeschooling right now don't really have the full picture of what it's been like and what, it's, what the potential of uh, what we can do with our children really is. Right. So back in the early days, um, it's, there was not a whole lot of curriculum out there at all. There were not any support groups. Um, in some states, homeschooling was still illegal. And uh, through the, the efforts of HSLDA, they pretty much have resolved that problem. So it's pretty much legal in uh, all 50 states now. And, of course, the states all have different requirements, which is a great thing because education should be regulated by the states uh, and, and not by the uh, any other entity, uh, especially in the government realm. But um, it was kind of like the wild, wild west because without a lot of curriculum, we pretty much had to trust God and listen to him speak to us for the direction for each of our children to find resources and mentors and experiences uh, that would meet the needs of our children. And so in that case, I really think it was a lot better back in the old days because we were kind of, we were kind of uh, winging it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's so easy to plug your kids into a, a boxed curriculum, and uh, which is, you know, in some cases, okay, if, the, if that's the only option that a parent has, it's, that's better than nothing. But it doesn't have the the, uh, the dynamics of a relationship with a loving, caring parent teacher, and um, so with the the options that we have now, it's almost like there's too much to choose from, mm-hmm. and people coming into homeschooling don't know where to start because there are so many options, and so it was actually easier back in the early days when there was not much out there. Yeah, it's a really interesting perspective, and I. I agree with you and I think what we see I mean we 
with life schooling, we really want to stress the freedom for families to do what, what they feel called to do and to follow their children's giftings and, and teach with real life. But at the same time, you know, we're not anti-curriculum. I tend to be more like you and, and doing a lot more of the um, real-world world type things. But I think the problem that I see is that curriculum then becomes such a crutch. And that's, right. that's where it becomes a problem. It's not the curriculum itself, but it's when that becomes your crutch. And it's, it's like we were talking with Mary, you know, even in, in our spiritual lives, it's, we want this checklist. It's a checklist mentality. And that's where I think we go off track and, and we start to homeschool in fear rather than in faith. And using those real life experiences to see what, you know, how we can combine those with homeschooling. So, right. That's, that's absolutely. And, and the thing is that most of us who are using like an eclectic type of approach do use curriculum materials. We use lots of different uh-huh. pieces of lots of different programs. And that's the cool thing about being able to homeschool, um, eclectically, basically where you're, you're free to choose, um, from different resources and not locked into anything particular because there was a program we used at one point and, uh, one of my children really liked it except for the math book. Well, then another child did like the math book but didn't like anything else about the program. And so what you have to do is remember that all children are different and they you have to find what works for each one of them. And that's the hard part because a lot of times moms are busy, we're tired, we're on a budget, uh, we don't know where to shop, we don't know where to look. A lot of people don't go to homeschool conventions where, when they should it so that they can actually go look at all, a lot of different options. And um, so we kind of get confused. What we end up doing a lot of times is just listening to our neighbor or our friend who's found something that works for her children. But just because it works for one family doesn't mean it's going to work for your family. So that's kind of like following the neighbors when I really feel like we're supposed to really follow the Lord in our decisions about things like that. Yeah, exactly. And really bring it to him in prayer before we go to the vendor hall and get overwhelmed with all these different options. That we have right. today. Um, so, how has the internet, with all of the the entrepreneurial opportunities that are out there, how has that potentially changed the way that we educate our children um, in homeschooling? As far as I guess, I guess what I want to get at is the whole college issue, and we had um, talked about that a bit on our last show as well. How has well, first of all, the Internet has made a huge change because it's brought so much educational material uh, right to your fingertips. In fact, uh, the, the government schools are now going to iPads and computers where they have everything in digital format so you don't have to have any books anymore, and they can have everything right there, plus they have Internet access. So you've got all the all the education um educational resources of the entire world right there at your fingertips. So that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Of course, mm-hmm. just having it doesn't mean that you're going to actually know how to use it. But um, uh, nowadays, uh, there's so much more opportunity to be able to educate yourself because of the Internet that um, you can you can pretty much get the, any kind of education that you want, including college. Um, most of the colleges offer distance learning programs, but you can also take um, uh, CLEP exams, which are 
uh, created by the college board, which is the organization that creates the um, SAT, mm-hmm. and take those those courses as you're going through high school so that you basically get a college degree at the same time you're getting your high school diploma. So that's an option so that you don't have to spend an extra four years and gazillions of dollars um, doing something away from home, where you can do it still at home. But the cool thing that I like about the Internet is that you can get your basic education online, but then you can also learn how to make money online, too, so that while you are getting a basic education in the the foundational pieces of, of what we call academia, you can also learn how to make money. Because one of the things that they don't teach in school is how to make money. All of school, including all of college, is all about how to get a job. And that's totally fine if you want to go get a job. But there are um, some people out there who are entrepreneurial, who just don't fit into the school system, they don't fit into the job world, and they are the geniuses who actually create businesses. But so many of our students these days get frustrated with the way that school is, and so they tend to drop out. And and that's a sad thing because nobody has validated them for being the geniuses that they are, and so they realize that they're different, different, and they end up becoming um, a pain on society instead of a blessing which is so sad. And so when you are studying things on the Internet, it's so easy these days to find some type of an avenue that you can study along with your math and science and history that will also generate an income so that by the time you get finished with um, your, your high school, you can start pursuing specific ways to make money so that inside of a year you can start um, generating an income that can, that can um, support yourself. So I totally love the fact that um, continuing education offers you so many opportunities and they don't even have to be paid for. You can There's so many things you can find to do for free that are on YouTube, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, it, it's really cool to see people doing this. I mean, it's, we talk about this, but then being involved in your group, as I have been, to see the actual examples of kids who are are doing this and who are making a good income already and they're young, it's just, it's really an exciting time to live. And, um, and it really is true. I mean, this really can happen, but I think people need to get the education and the training. And, um, it's really, I would like to see more of a paradigm shift in the whole education realm, um, to, to training our kids more in this way and not with this mindset that, Here's what you do, you know, you, you study, you read these textbooks, you go through high school, and then you prepare and go to college. I think we just have this standard mindset, that's just what you do, because that's what my parents did and their parents, you know, and I, I love the way you are helping people to rethink the whole idea of education and what we can do with our kids. Um, it's, and I love it. I love doing that, too. It was, a, it was an eye-opener to me when I had... Uh, seven of my own children, and several of them became employees, but uh, several of them were entrepreneurs, and they just did not fit in the box. And so at first, uh, I have a degree in education, so I started trying to do the things that new teachers do to students and with students, and they weren't working for everybody. And so I started thinking, well, maybe something that I'm doing here is not exactly right, and maybe the problem is not the student, maybe it's me. And so I started kind of revamping and uh, trying different things and discovered that projects work better than workbooks 
and uh, some children don't sit still very very well and they would rather have a project that they can make everything um, have some sense of, of purpose about and um, when when you can give them a problem to solve then all of a sudden they have to make themselves learn all those different things like spelling and, and math and fractions and things uh, in order to solve it because everything all of a sudden becomes relevant and so um, exactly. Uh, yes, we have been taught in, in our lives that college is part of it, but in the early part of America, the people that founded this country, in fact, the three major people that built America in the, um, in the early 1900s, um, the, the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and those guys, they didn't go to school. They would usually drop out of school around the age of 12 to help the family and learn how to work very hard, and they, they taught themselves the things that they needed to know how to do. Uh, and several of them became the richest people in the country. So um, we have to get the proper perspective in, mm -hmm. in our minds of education and not think that it is the insurance policy for success because it's not. And schools are changing these days, too. So they're not what they were back in the early days of America. Right. Yeah, and I think just, again, just rethinking the whole thing because you're right. I mean, if you look throughout history, this the way we educate today is a modern invention and it's not historically normal really if right. you look throughout history and so it's it's just good to kind of reevaluate and reconsider some of these things and again i think every family will look a little bit different too um and you you were talking before about how a lot of times the geniuses are the ones that don't really fit in they don't fit in the box and they're the c students and and that sort of thing and um you know, I could really, it's funny, I want to say I could really relate to this, but I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a genius. But, you know, I think a lot of kids do have this inborn sense of, of entrepreneurship. And, and um, there's certain people that are just more creative and they, they don't fit into the box. And, and I know that that was true for me. And um, even in junior high, I um, had that entrepreneurial sense. I started a cookie business and I would bake these big giant chocolate chip cookies and decorate them for all my friends at school. And I made a bunch of money doing that. Um, but it's, I think it's so true that a lot of, um, a lot of that is squelched out of our children with the educational process. And that's why I really love what you have done and rethinking that and seeing what worked and didn't work in your family. And I know that you have one child in particular who is entrepreneurial. So tell us a little bit about about that and how you kind of went down this path. Um, and then a little bit of how you then started this educating for success and helping other other people to do this. Okay. Well, um, first of all, we started off when my oldest daughter was going into the fourth grade and my, my next child down was going into the second grade. And then my third child at that point was baby. So I only had two to start with. And that's easier than starting off with five or six. I ended up having seven total uh, that lived. Um, I had three miscarriages after that, but um, I only started off with two. And my oldest daughter was the perfect student. She loved everything you gave her. It does, didn't matter what it was. She loved it. She loved playing school. And the second one was my son, Drew, who did not love school. And um, he was not academic. He doesn't do well with a pencil. He doesn't sit down well. He likes to understand why you have to do everything. And so I could tell when we um, did some testing in the second grade that he was not going to ever be able to play the college game because you have to be able to 
to play a game uh, and give the teacher the answer that they want when you go to college. And he was just not going to be able to do that. And so I told my husband, I said, we're going to have to educate this child a little bit differently because he, he can't go, he's not going to make it in college. And then my husband said, well, we have, uh, he had almost two master's degrees. I have uh, a degree in education from a major university. And between the two of us, we were very educated, but also at that point, very, very poor. And so he said, I don't want us to be as educated as we are and yet as poor. So let's figure out how to do something different. So from that point, we started just exam started examining everything that we were doing. So after about um, two or three months of homeschooling, we just kind of threw everything that we were doing out and said, "Okay, God, you just speak to us and and uh, talk to us and uh, and guide us basically mm-hmm. in the things that we should do." And so, to make a long story short, we tried a lot of different things, but what what worked for us was using projects and real books, um, books that you get from the library that an author wrote that absolutely loves their topic, and then real mentors. And so we put those three three together, and over the years, um, we just kind of had a hodgepodge school, you might say. We had some things that we did every day, like art, spelling, Bible, uh, math, things like that. But we'd get everything done by noon, and then in the afternoons we would do projects. And uh, when we moved to the farm, Drew was 14, and I just gave him the outside, and I said, go figure out how to monetize it, and you take care of it. So we had a 44-acre farm that he had to take care of, and he had to learn a lot. So there was a man that lived behind us um, that took him with him and taught him a lot of things about managing fences and animals and things like that. And uh, he men- he mentored with an auto mechanic who taught him how to change parts. And um, he spent a month with a stock market expert in Idaho who taught him how to think and understand um, the stock market options, basically. And just a lot of different people, a lot of different experiences. And so when he was 14, he also decided that his daddy needed to come home from his job because he was never here and so he started trying to figure out how to replace his income but when he was about 18 he discovered real estate and inside of three years he had created a system for selling houses on eBay had bought and sold over 70 houses on the internet 12 in one auction and was worth about 1.4 million dollars so we looked at that and uh, realized that he was pretty successful and um, uh, on his own, plus he gave the portfolio to his dad and said, I did it once, I can do it again, and he left home. Then he's Now he's married, he has seven children, he owns a trucking company, and I don't know what all, and um, he's he also become a speaker. He speaks for us at our, at our conferences, and he's, he's our number one most uh, popular speaker <laughs> of all time because he's very real. But he's also, a, he thinks differently. He, he's, he's not one to ever do anything in a conventional way. Uh, but he's a lot of fun to be around, and he is uh, just a very wonderful person. Um, and it, it just happened that it worked for him. Uh, that that type of education doesn't work for everybody, but in his situation it did. And so uh, that's what I love to bring to the table for those people who are struggling with children that are like that, that love those projects and that freedom to be able to do something different with their lives. Yeah, it's such an awesome story. I love hearing it. And I, I know it's inspiring to many people. Um and you touched on mentorship a little bit, which I was glad you brought that up because I think that is such a key aspect of, of education, of successful education. And even you look um, historically at Hebrew education, and that was a very mentorship-type relationship. I mean, Jesus with the disciples, it was a mentoring type of relationship. Um, and I know for speaking personally... Just being involved with your group, Educating for Success, over the past, I guess, 
maybe three years it's been since I joined. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been one of, in your protege group, and that has been just a huge blessing to me. And just, I would say, the biggest reason why I've started seeing the success that I've, I've been seeing. And um, it's just when you get around like-minded people, and it's, it's the whole principle of iron sharpening iron. And it's just, it's going to change your mindset. It's going to improve what you're doing and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. But that mentorship model, I think, is just so important. So I appreciate you bringing that up. And maybe you could talk a little bit, too, about how you found the mentors. Because I'm sure that that moms who want to do this just sort of don't know maybe where to start. Maybe you can give us a little... Yeah, absolutely. That is a scary thing because when you're talking about bringing somebody in to help you work with your child on his direction and his education, it is a scary thing. Um, First of all, um, there's probably already people around you that are qualified to be mentors and who might even be interested in helping you. Um, Generally, grandparents. If your grandparents are pro-homeschooling and they are um, people of character, that they often have a heart to teach your children how to do things, and that's a really good place to start. If they don't have a heart for homeschooling, if they believe that you should be putting your kids back in public school, then be very careful because mm-hmm. they, they potentially could undermine what you're doing. So the, the main thing that you're looking for in a mentor, though, is character because um, if somebody is the best person in their field, in your, in your town, at what they do, but yet they're a, a person that lacks character, and they go out and do bad things and, and have a bad reputation. Um, it doesn't that make it okay. You don't put your child under the submission of somebody like that because your child will become like the person that they hang around with. Luke uh, six forty says that the the, the the student becomes like the teacher, mm-hmm. and so you have to be very careful about who you submit your children to. But the second thing you're looking for is the skill set. You want somebody that, that is an excellent um, craftsperson or excellent at what they do so that you're going to learn, um, you're going to get the benefit of both of those two things, the person's character and the person's ability. And then the next thing, they've also got connections. So um, when you get out into the business world, you realize the importance of relationships mm-hmm. and um, networking. And so those people that are in their realm um, all know other people that are in that same realm who might be able to teach them different things or might be connect, able to connect them to um, different businesses or, or other types of employment situations that would be beneficial. And the most thing that you want to look for is the Lord because he's going to just drop somebody in your life and you need to be ready for that person when they, when they get there. Um, you know, I think there's a statement that says uh, when, the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That's, that's kind of what that is, is, is when you are ready, of course, the Lord has already been waiting. He's already got the teacher prepared for you. And then you place where you're ready to be able to receive. When the teacher is usually there, it's not usually a, a big search. It's usually that they're just right there in front of your face. And all of a sudden, it's like the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit shines the flashlight on you and you see that, that person there. And then you just make a connection. And then it can be a, a formal relationship or an informal relationship where you either pay the person money um, as in you pay the mentor, or you just come up with some kind of relationship where you give them something that they want in exchange. It might be that they just want to pour their knowledge into somebody that's interested in receiving it. A lot of times that's what it is because 
they look at our society and they're frustrated with what they see with young people who have a sense of purpose and direction and they see somebody that's that seems to have their head on straight and they want to they want to be able to feed into that person uh you know their wisdom and knowledge and so sometimes it's just that but find out what the mentor wants and needs and then make the appropriate relationship with them based on that mm-hmm. yeah you know i love that whole thing that you said about when the student is ready the teacher appears because that is so true i don't know why we have this fear like god's going to just hide things from us and we're not going to have what we need when we need it but this has certainly been true as in in my own life with homeschooling and i've watched it in friends um families as well and it really is it really is true because like with my kids um Elena was very interested in acting, and um, this was something that, you know, she's had this interest for a while. Well, when the timing was right, everything lined up, and she was able to um, get plugged into this wonderful Christian theater group, had an opportunity to to be in a Christian film. Um, my son, same kind of story, just with the things that he's working on, but... I remember being really fearful when they were younger and feeling like I had to arrange all these things and I had to, to um, you know, go out and find um, these classes for them or opportunities, trying to really figure things out and make things work on my own. But God brought the opportunities and the experiences along when they were ready, when our family was ready and when we needed them. So, and I've seen this in, like I said, in my friends' lives as well. So I don't know why we have this idea like God's hiding, going to hide things from us because he wants our kids to be successful and he wants it to work out more than we do. So he doesn't hide it from us. That's right. So did you... Some things he does hide because he wants us to see him. Well, that's true, yeah. But a lot of times with our kids and with things like this, if, if we just look lightly right there in front of us it's, it's like when jesus said open your eyes and see that the the white uh with harvest mm-hmm. when you all of a sudden see things in a different light it only takes a second to see opportunity or a need in front of you that you didn't see before and it, it is yeah. divine it comes from the lord and so education is spiritual it is a it's a spiritual relationship that we have with god and with our children as teachers and parents, and so we have to stay in touch with the Lord to know what it is He wants for these children, and each one of them is going to go in a different direction, mm-hmm. and sometimes we get this thing in our mind that mama wants a certain thing for this child because we see that we're so good at it, but the child doesn't want that, and so right. we have to learn how to work with the children and help them go in the directions that God has bent them to go into instead of trying to make them go into the directions that we want them to go. Exactly. Which a good example of that is is pa- uh, pastors who have been called to the ministry by their mom, not by God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it just comes back again to that faith versus fear thing and really letting go of our children, giving them to the Lord fully and completely and trusting that he knows what they need to do and he's going to make that happen. And, and you're right. Sometimes we do have to do a little bit of digging, but, but I guess that's where it comes down to, to the motives again. And when we fully trust in the Lord, we're not worried. Um, and, and he does bring things when we need them. So, so that's, that's great. Um, 
so as far as uh, tell us actually tell us a little bit more about your programs about the educating for success group about especially about this new entrepreneurship course that you've just come up with and are offering i think that's something that would be particularly of interest to anyone listening well thank you for asking about that because it's something that people have been begging me to do for years and i've just been too busy to do it and also i just didn't see how to put it together because it just didn't seem like there was a way to um uh, put it into a system that was going to be usable for others and so when i finally just sat down and said okay i'm just going to make this happen it started working and it, so far it's working really very well we started off with educating for success years ago which is an online community of entrepreneurs because so many people don't have anybody to talk to in their hometown and so we decided to start an online community and that educating for success is basically like a dollar down and 1997 a month and you get um we do a book of the month uh review where we talk about a business book that you need to add to your family library month. And then we also have a Facebook group where we go in there and talk every day about all kinds of different things, like um, investing in cryptocurrency, uh, writing e-books, uh, selling real estate, investing in real estate, um, having an internet business, um, social media, just all kinds of different topics that have to do with business. And then we also have our annual um, conferences, which uh, are in the spring and fall on home business. But we started this um, curriculum because people will say, well, I need something for my children to learn uh, some of these these concepts we're talking about. And so we started this um, one-year entrepreneurship this year, uh, and it's called Home Biz Education, homebizeducation.com. And um, if you decide that you're interested in looking at that, let me know that Bill sent you. Uh, so basically what we're doing is we have a, 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 it's a week, weekly uh, assignment. You have a book to read. You have a project to put together. You have a Facebook group community to, co- to uh, talk to and learn from and benefit from. Uh, there's a contest that you can enter with your new business. And if you make $1, you're eligible to enter it. Uh, and the first place prize on that is $1,000. Um, and then there are um, uh, just a variety of other things that we do. We give give discounts for any kind of classes or events or anything like that that we do. Um, and it's just a way of putting together a community of people that are learning to think outside of the box about education and about home business. And so it's been a real fun uh, project. In fact, we, it, we just started the Facebook group a few years ago because my social media um, advisor, who is a single mom in um, uh, San Antonio, who came to our first event back in 2003 when it was in Dallas, Texas. She came to me and she said, I think I'm an entrepreneur. Well, now she's got a business and uh, she's traveling all over the country doing social media for, I think, the robotics industry, among others. But um, I started listening to her because she said, she said, you need to connect all these people together so they can talk to each other and um, share all these frustrations and success stories and everything together. So that's what we did. We put it together and it's worked really well. And so... Um, Yes, and, and then, of course, you mentioned the Protégé program. That's actually a coaching program for families who want to start home businesses because um, in 2003, the Lord put me in the middle of the Internet Millionaires uh, and the Amazon Millionaires, too, even though Amazon wasn't really going at that point. I met the, the leader there, and um, uh, so I've just learned a, a lot of different ways to make money, and so what I do is I just basically introduce people to these different options and um, let them learn from the experts themselves sometimes and uh, just bring success stories to them so, so that they can see 
that somebody else has, has broken four-minute mile, and yes, it's not hard, you can do it too. And we've had so many success stories over the years of people who have pulled themselves out of a bad job situation or out of a poverty situation, a lot of single moms who are now uh, being able to make money in a variety of different ways. Um, and they're loving what they're doing and they're working with their children's children, and they're also bringing their dads home from corporate America. So that's the thing that I really love is is seeing these families wake up, come to life on all this on all these you know, on these areas of education and business, and then be able to work together so that they can become financially stable, and then also able to minister to others throughout the world because they have extra money. Yes, absolutely, and and I think that's something that. You know, we're so fearful in the church about money, and I think it all comes to a balance because certainly there's some, there's always going to be some dangers with money, like there's dangers with all kinds of things, but I think that we've gotten unbalanced in the church, and it's almost as though we view trying to earn money or, or making a good income as something that should not be strived for and that is even sometimes downright evil. <laughs> But that's what we need. I mean, to support missionaries, to do ministry, you've got to have money. And so who better to have it than the Christians and the godly people in the world who will use it for the Lord and for accomplishing good purposes. So so I think what you're doing is an awesome and incredible ministry. And I just think with the way, again, just, just with the Internet, with the way things are going, I mean, so many things now, you can make money online. I mean, there's Fiverr, there's Uber, which I would never do personally but you know there's all these different ways creative ways that people can make money and so i love that you are showing the homeschooling community and christians in particular how to do that um and um i just think it's a great thing and like i said i've been involved for three years i go to all your conferences that's another thing too i wanted to mention is um you talk about relationships and just the connections that I've been able to make at your conferences with all kinds of people all over the country. And we've actually met with some of them when we were on vacation last year after the life schooling conference, my kids and I took off on a road trip and um, took a road trip to Missouri, um, which was crazy. I drove for like 18 hours straight. My arm was never the same after (laughs) because it was just me driving. But, um, but we actually met one of the, um, educating for success members in missouri and we went uh, mini golf with her kids so it was just so fun so cool yeah it's just great all the connections that you can make and they're valuable for business as well and encouraging each other and so i just highly highly recommend your programs and for people who are listening to go to your site educatingforsuccess.com and check out everything that there is on there because it's it's just a great program and um, and I'm just so thrilled to have you on today and to be able to talk to you. I want to remind my listeners also that you're going to be speaking at our conference, our life schooling conference in Matthews, North Carolina, July 13th through 15th. And if anyone wants to go and check out more information about that, the website is lifeschoolingconference.com. So you can go on there and see the specific titles that uh, Ray and the other speakers are going to be um, sharing with you, so I can't wait to see you there, Ray. And I know it's going to be so fun. I enjoyed going last year so much, and I'm looking forward to it again. And um, and I just can't wait to get a chance to meet some of your listeners because I love 
answering questions and just challenging people and just saying, have you thought about doing something differently? And if you have, if you if you need vision, if you need ideas, if you just can't see clearly what it is that uh, you want to do, then let's talk. I mean, I'll be there all weekend and let's just spend some time together talking because uh, that's one of the things I love to do. I go to mm-hmm. homeschool conferences all the time and I sit, I arrange my booth so that I have a whole bunch of chairs like a living room and we just sit and some people come in there and sit for hours. Nobody ever does that at a convention, at a homeschool <laughs> convention or a trade show, but I love to just pull things out of people and help them really get the direction that they need. Even though I may yeah. not ever see them again, Sometimes it just takes one conversation with one person that can see things differently to help you get perspective to, so that you can get your head above the water and keep going. And so that's what I love helping people do. So yeah. if you are sitting there at that place right now where you don't know what to do with your children in either homeschooling or in your business, then come to the conference and let's sit down and talk because I would love to talk to you and help you. Yeah, absolutely. And you're good at it. I mean, because I honestly, I tell people I probably wouldn't be doing the life schooling conference except for the fact that you and I had a vision session and you said, you need to do a conference. And it was, you know, it's a something that had been kind of percolating in the back of my head, but it was like, you said that and you saw, saw that passion in me. And, um, it just really gave me that motivation to just go ahead and, and do it. So um, well, I am so proud of you because I tell people to do stuff all the time, and a lot of times they don't do it because they can't figure it out. But you just took action and you made it happen, and that's part of the whole thing of success is that you've got to step out and do something, and so you did it. So congratulations, that's great. Well, thank you. It's I just really, honestly, I give glory to God because it's just, and I think I would encourage others too to just take that step of faith because it doesn't take much to just take a step of faith and God's going to meet you where you are. And he's really the one that makes it happen because the doors that have opened and the opportunities, it's been unbelievable, but it really has just been God putting things together. And, and the people I've been able to meet, it's just like, I, I sometimes look through the kind of Rolodex in my head of, of the people that I know now. It's like, wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> because, um, but God just sort of made it happen because that's what the mission is that he put in me for my life. And that's what I feel like I finally found that thing that I'm supposed to do with my life. And that's what I tell people too, is that I think it's kind of tragic in a sense that it took me 40 years to figure that out. Um, you know, and I, I guess that's okay, but for my children, I really want to help them find their passions now to find what that spark is and to find what the mission is that God has put in their lives. And of course that can change over a lifetime too. I'm I'm not saying that it's just one thing necessarily. And I've had other missions as well, but um, to really help our children to hone in on that early, I think is such a gift that we can give to them because it's something that not every child has the opportunity to do, to really explore who God made them and figure out what they want to do, what God wants them to do with their lives. That is so true. And today, and we don't, people don't realize in school what these children are being exposed to, Yeah. but they're being confused by the things that they're, the messages being uh, put out there. And we have to be so careful to protect them from those um, those types of messages. Um, yeah. A lot of young people are now coming to homeschool because uh, um, gender confusion 
And it's just unfortunate that our society is kind of going in that direction right now. Yeah. So if your children are confused in any way whatsoever about who they are and what they want to do with their lives and all, then consider homeschooling them if they're not homeschooling right now because um, it's a way of developing a really good relationship with your, your, your young people, yeah. but also of steering them in, in good directions and uh, helping them align with your family values. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out with that. And again, Ray, I'm just so glad to have you on the program today. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I look so forward to being with you in uh, North Carolina at your Life Schooling Conference. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait. Absolutely. Me too. And we will close for the day. Thank you all for joining us. And that's Life as a Life Schooler. 